Hello everyone, welcome to Cover 2 TV, I'm Steve Hall, joined this week just by Chris, Geno's looking for a house, so he's not here. Uh, anyone in the Liverpool area, by the way, if you're looking for a flatmate, Geno's desperate, so yeah, by all means, get in touch with him. He does bring random birds back at random o'clock in the morning. You bite him. Just so if, that's, if you want girls, you bite people in the house. Geno's your man. At TD Geno on Twitter, he's, he's the, <laughs> give, give him a shout. Um, don't do it, don't do it. No, um, Chris? What a very strange week of NFL action. There was tons to talk about. Um, might as well jump straight in. Stories of the week. Uh, what would you like to discuss today? Why Adam Thielen isn't regarded as one of the top receivers in the league? Because people talk about him, but I always feel like there's a but at the end of the sentence. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, the lad's absolutely quality. I don't think there's many better route runners. There's not many people who can catch the ball as well. People talk about him like he's not fast, yet he'd ran a 4-4 or something like that so for me he's absolutely got to be one of the best and he's working with a quarterback who's brand new to him as well people forget that and he's still managed to keep the production he's breaking NFL records you know 100 yards every single game in receiving so far this season nobody in the history of the NFL in the Super Bowl era has managed to do that before no. he's incredible yeah I, I think the white guy sticking my horn to a little bit mm. and I also you know the fact that he was undrafted, he wasn't, you know, he didn't even get invited to the combine. He had to pay for himself to go to like a private workout in Minnesota. Obviously, he's, he's at the perfect place for him. Yeah, because when you when people discuss who's the best receiver in the NFL, it's Brown, Beckham, Jones, Hopkins, Green. They're probably the five. And then Thomas, Thomas, Thomas is up there as well. Yeah, I which I think he should be higher. Yeah, I think he's. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. Feelings outperform all of those this year. I don't know. I think Brown's the best in the league still. I think there's definitely an argument for Phelan too. I think that, I think it's logical to say that he is. I mean, I, I think Beckham's outstanding as well. There are, there are a few of those lads, and, and this is the difficulty, I suppose, isn't it? Because you think about it and you think, okay, Antonio Brown, you can't cover him. You, yeah. you just can't. You, you can get separation whichever which way about, about it. But then you look at like Phelan, who'll line up inside, they'll line up outside, and his numbers are just just as good from, from both positions. Exactly the same three as Thomas. Three quarterbacks he's done it with? Yeah, I think so. He was yeah. decent under Bridgewater. He was okay. Obviously, Bradford wasn't there long. Really good under Keenum, and he started like a house on fire under Cousins. So you can't say, you know, it's, it's all because of who he's, he's done it. With the, and uh, different OCs different, as well. Yeah, different coaches, different coordinators, different quarterbacks. I, I, I'm with you, and I think he's unbelievable. He terrifies me when we play against. I, I said for a while, I think I even said it on last year's shows, I think Diggs is a better receiver than him. I said last year, I've. I, Completely disagree with former me. <laughs> I, and I think feelings are, are just gone up another level. It's that he just doesn't drop it. His hands are like glue. It's those yellow gloves, mate. They, I think they're illegal to be honest. <laughs> yeah, with you. He catches balls, and you're like, you shouldn't been able to do that. This one stuck on those yellow gloves. You know, we were talking about it earlier, weren't we? Steve? You know, the the um, the kick at the end, the onside kick, the onside kick, and you're thinking. He's dropped that, but he's not dropped it. He manages to get it somehow. Like. He said himself, and he said that was the hardest part of his game. And he, I think he said he, he, he knocked it down himself purposely because it was he went it was such a good kick. I had to knock it down to get it. But again, his hands are just incredible. And yeah, Minnesota are having a mix season, like when you've said on the show last week. <laughs> they broke your heart plenty of times. But with him, with Diggs, with Cousins, I thought they looked really, really good. Yeah, they, they do, and it, a lot of it, like every NFL team, comes down to the protection. Yeah. You know, if Cousins has got the protection, he looks good. Really I think one of the things that I probably don't like about Cousins, and I'm not saying he's a bad player, I do really like Cousins, but there are, there are facets of someone's game that you think, oh, I don't really like that. Like, Cousins never seems to... 
he never seems to step into the throws very often and quite often I've seen him do it a few times where he's run into the defender in front of him and he's just a little bit hesitant whereas I don't know, it, it, it's a difficult one sometimes, but when he's got feeling, when he's got digs, and when they're running routes, he knows where he can get the ball out quickly. If he's given the protection, he'll be able to do that. I think we, we pay him a lot of money. Obviously, we've given him a lot of guaranteed money as well. I think we will get a good return on our investment. Now, I'm not worried about him long term. What I am worried about is the offensive line. And that, you know, we've had our issues, of course. We have, we've had the injuries and everything like that. L5 being back last week was obviously a, a big thing for us. You know, but you've still got to step that up and you've still got to perform at that level because there's no point in having a great quarterback if you haven't got a line. No, absolutely. It's, it's almost impossible, isn't it? If, if I had to rank them in, in terms of like where who I want on my team this weekend, for I, I think Brown and Phelan are the two that I would go for. Because like, I, I, I knew he was Phelan in the slot as well, which is amazing if he goes in there. Possibly Hopkins or Beckham, I think I'd be looking at as well. Thomas is another one. There are some really good ones. He definitely belongs in that category. I'm not sure where people do rate him. I'd love people who are watching. Let us know in the comments where Adam Phelan rates. But he's certainly top ten, and he's probably top five, and he could even be top two. You could you could almost rate them on what what are the facets of the game that <coughs> you really like. So Antonio Brown, what's the best thing about his game? Always open. Always, always open. open. DeAndre Hopkins just goes and gets it. Physicality in yeah. that go going and get it. You, you know, Michael Thomas, you'd say hands yeah. because he's probably got the best hands in the NFL. Yeah. And then you're looking at Julio Jones, physicality. Physicality. You, you know, you look at other wide receivers, let's say Deshaun Jackson, for example, it's speed. What has Thielen got that stands out? It's the hands. It is the hands, isn't it? And I think if he had a half yard more pace or if he was bigger, then people would talk about him. But because he's not, I think people aren't talking about him because he's yes he's got the hand but you still need to get into those situations people think you need to be fast people think you need to be physical yeah. you need to be able to go and get it you need to high point it and I don't think Phelan does need to do all of those things because he's, he's just, always open he's always open yeah, I think because he he's a great route runner you know those cuts at the end of it absolutely on a dime every single time and he'll just create separation from yeah, that yeah I think you know, I genuinely think he's incredible and it, it, I, think, I think I still think the Vikings are going to be good this year I think they're going to go quite far and he'll be a, listen you know how long he'll keep getting 100 yards for he's probably going to get it in the next game at least and then if we're not, if we're not running the ball he's going to keep getting it yeah especially because we've got no other options <laughs> yeah keep throwing it to him I think he's amazing I'm with you man I think he's good my topic this week are the Cleveland Browns good I don't fucking know I have no idea so. I'm not sure if they're a, a bad good team or a good bad team, they or they're two two and one. They could be five and zero. Oh. They could be zero oh and five. It's been that kind of season. And in my head, I was thinking of this thing. I knew it was going to be my question. And my thinking is, I think they're a talented team yeah. who are brought down by their coaching, their indiscipline, and perhaps the, the stigma of Clevelandness. Yeah, <laughs> you could you could be right. I think when I think about them, I think. They're a really exciting defense, yeah, and I think they're an exciting team all told now because of the quarterback. And I look at them and think a more experienced, an elder side would have more than two wins. But it's like these lads are so hungry that the stigma is not affecting them at the moment. Yeah. I think I'm erring on. 
I, I kind of like the Cleveland yeah. Browns all of a sudden. The, listen, when you pick that many first round picks, this is what you should look like. The fact that they kept whiffing on, so you know, on Manziel and Brandon Weed, they just kept whiffing on these first round picks over and over. It was just like, oh. but they've hit on Denzel Ward, who might be the least top or fourth overall pick of all time. He's been incredible. Baker Mayfield obviously has walked in from day one and looked like a star. Miles Garrett oh, is last year's, yeah. Miles Garrett is incredible. Like he's unblockable. It's, it's it's absolutely outrageous how good he is. They went and traded for Jamie Collins. They went and traded for Jarvis Landry. They should be good because they've got good players. You know, David and Joker another first round pick. They're all there. It just hasn't worked. I'm still convinced. I think Hugh Jackson's terrible. I'm not sure anymore. I thought because he's I quite like Todd Haley. Mm. I thought the play call that he ran in overtime was mad. He went for like a jet sweep on his own goal and lost nine yards. But no, thankfully Mayfield bailed him out. I'm not sure Todd Haley. I think he's okay. I think Jackson's horrendous. He didn't know the game would won. They kicked that field goal and he's going two seconds left. No, no, Hugh. The, the game's the game's, done. the game's finished, mate. He, I think he's a poor. You know, the time when he, he tried to bench Josh Gordon and then Josh Gordon played because he said it was a, um, that bad teams don't do that. No, bad teams don't. Ma- no, the, the man managing the clock against the Raiders. I think it was when Mayfield goes for that bomb. Good teams don't do that. And uh, listen, Jackson doesn't call the plays and stuff, but he ultimately it's his responsibility. Everything that happens to his team is on him. He's the head coach. That's why he's paid that much money. I, they look sloppy at times. They look indisciplined. But but what they are, they they are super talented. And at times it I don't, it looks to me like sometimes they are. It's a battle between talent and overcoming the sloppiness and maybe the scheme and maybe the bad culture and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't and that's why you get tired they've, they've been tired <laughs> they've been too tired they've been in overtime every other week you know they, they, they beat a rip. Baltimore are good I, th- I think Baltimore are good and they beat Baltimore pretty much on their defence and then Mayfield makes a, a good couple of plays obviously they had the the, the, the first win in God knows how long as well it's like I, th- I think they the issue I've got with them right is that I think they're going to win enough games where Hugh Jackson doesn't get fired. I think they might almost be better losing more, get binning him off because I think he's terrible. Getting a, a new coach in, whether it be, you know, then, you know, then hopefully, can you find the Shanahan, McVeigh, can you find, you know, Nagy and Chicago who's doing well? It could be, for example, Matt LaFleur who's behind the thought of or something. For me, if they win, like, they've won two games, so if they if they win Eight, another... Maybe if, six. If they win seven, six, they're not going to yeah. fire Hugh Jackson. No, and I really, no way. And I really think they should. I don't think he's good. And that's my issue with them. I think they're going to hold back because they are super talented. I don't... I, it's too early to tell at the moment for yeah, me yeah. because you look at it and you think, well, he is the guy who's, who is in charge and although he's made some questionable decisions, he's got them fired up. Yeah. And... To be able to motivate even a young side with with everything, the Cle- all the baggage that the Cleveland Browns have had over the last 10, 15 years, to be able to motivate men, to be able to perform at the level that they're performing at, I think he deserves some credit for that yeah. because, you know, one of the coaches <coughs> over the last, Sherm is probably the only one who was able to do something similar with the Browns and was it six wins he got? Yeah, exactly. I, I, you know what I mean? It's not it's not a huge amount, but now you look back at it and go, well, actually, Sherman did a good job there or whatever. I can't Even Mike, they, they, they sat Mike Pettin and then since then they were terrible and he was widely regarded as rubbish. They've been steadily worse. I think, would you agree? I don't know, like the, the old regime get the credit for, you know, they got these first round picks in terms of the actual picks, but John Dorsey's done a really good job picking the players. So, yeah, he, he had the choice of the whole draft that he goes and gets Mayfield and he looks perfect for them. Yeah. Ward 
was a big, you know, they passed on the pass rusher, which I thought they should have taken to go and take him. And he's been, you know, he's been one of the best young corners in the league. He's been, he's been outstanding this year. And then again, you look at like sort of the, the free agents they picked up this summer. That I, I think Jarvis Landry's a, a perfect player for them. You know, he's always open for me. Obviously, you know, he looks like a guy who's got a plan. He yeah. knows what he's going to be able to do, which is why I find it so surprising that he kept Hugh Jackson. Yeah, because he's got every, he's got the personnel side of things down, yeah. which says to me either it says to me he's got a lot of trust in Jackson. Yeah, and if that's the case and he's doing so good with the players. I'm kind of willing to back him on the on the coach as well. Yeah, for, yeah, absolutely. I think. But I'm with you. I don't. Todd Haley's a guy who I'm not I, sure. I, Todd Haley. I was never really sure of a Pittsburgh. No. I never really understood. I mean, he had all of the pieces to be the best offense in the league, and never elevated them to that level. Mm-hmm. And so, for him to then take on the Browns, I thought it was a really strange one because yeah, he didn't have the pieces that he had. Yes, he might be able to win a few games, but he had the he had the best running back and the best wide receiver in football and a future Hall of Famer at quarterback and wasn't able to get them firing every week. Yeah. So and I, I always find I, and I'm not sure about him. And then sure defensively, I Greg Williams is a psychopath. <laughs> but it's working so far. It's absolutely working. I'm just looking at their division. I mean, it's a tough division. They are bottom joint bottom with the Steelers on two, two and one. Then obviously the Bengals are four and one leading the division, and the Ravens are three and two. So all three teams have a well, above five hundred record, pretty much, haven't they? So whether they can make a playoff run, I don't know. Probably, probably too early for that. But I'm I hate bad football, and there's always got to be a bad team. There's always got to be someone who's the worst. Obviously, number one pick, but to get no wins, it was almost like the games are becoming unwatchable because you just turn them off. And not so far this season, no one has been that stinky you know the Cardinals were pretty rubbish at times and the Bills were but the Bills are two and three so I hate I, I hate Bavel. I don't want everyone to be good it's impossible to be good in terms of record obviously because that's the way it works but a high level of football and the Browns have now who were dragging their feet along the floor have kind of raised themselves up to probably a top half team and to, and to be fair I agree Jackson should get some credit because although it was his mess he has they have gone and fixed it so I'm tell you what else we should talk about this week Steve go on did you see Tom Brady's comments on his radio? You know, he always does a radio spot, doesn't he? And he talked about the NFL being more like the college game. You watch the college game a lot. It's not something I do. Do you? Would you agree with Brady on that? Uh, I agree to an extent that offensive line plays poor. Um, that the it's it, you've got to throw the ball. Running the ball in the NFL is fine. I, I you know you can do it, but unless you can pass, you you can't win. So I'm with you on that. It, the speed of the game is different, obviously, and obviously the, the skill levels are out of this world. When you watch a bad college team, it, it's really even the good college teams will get you know they get me fifteen nil every week in, in the NFL. So that that's one of those. But it's more I agree with on some. I think offense, offensive line plays a big issue. It, but I'm actually I was saying this on the show last week. I think I think it's that's what it is. That's going to be a thing. And defensive CBI. Yeah, and I think and I think defensive linemen are always going to dominate them battles. But to be fair, it isn't the end of the world because in a, in a league where you can't touch the quarterback, you can't touch your receiver, you can't do anything, you need to have some semblance of a defensive team or defensive play. So if that means D-lines are winning that particular battle, I think that's probably, probably a good thing. Because, because like otherwise you're going to end up with 45-45 every week. And that's, that's, is that good? 
No, I don't think so. I think they're raving about it on the bro- on the broadcast this I, year, aren't they? About they, they, they love shoot, people love shootouts. I'm not sure I like that. I like I I think if you got if you say thirty one what thirty one like that that, that scoreline say say Jags Vikings sorry Rams Vikings I thought that was about right in terms of there's enough points to keep you happy it's not nine three but also there's a cornerbacks making plays or there's quarterbacks making plays what you don't want you don't want like. 45 it's, you just don't need I don't think you need that I'm not sure why you need I think it when points come that easy it devalues points does that make sense it's like oh we, we score seven touchdowns well a, a touchdown should be celebrated and celebrated and it's almost like it's becoming a little bit too easy so that, that's I, I agree with Brady on that point of view college football is just air raid now it's just throw 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 is it do you think it's because why do you think it is? Do you think it's because the quarterbacks coming into this league, but uh, now playing for teams who the pressures, the money, everything that's involved in the NFL, it's all about win now. Do you think it's just being made easier? Pat Mahomes is a perfect example of this. Maybe slightly different because of the offense, and you know it is quite complicated, or at least it appears to be quite complicated. I'm not sure it actually is when you get down to the play. Um, <coughs> is it now a case of? We need to win now. We don't have the time to get this guy bedded in for three years like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. He'll, he'll, we'll learn this offence fully. We need to just win now somehow, some way. And the easiest way to do that is to build a playbook that our quarterback can understand. Yeah, and I think that's what good coaching should be. Bill Bryan did it with Deshaun Watson last year and it was brilliant. And, and this year, the, the Texans' playbook looks more pro-style. They've got Watson in the pocket more. And that isn't his game. I, I, I think that's bizarre. I think plays to your strength. So uh, even with Cam Newton, for example, there was talk last season once they we're going to get Cam standing in the box. He's going to be fired. He's going to be thinking, dunking. And after three weeks, he thought, "What well, screw this?" Because although it might protect the fella, he's kind of not worth protecting it. But we're doing that. We, might, we let him run, and they've let him run, and Cam's been pretty good since. So I, I think it stems from the fact that the offensive line plays dreadful because it's the same in college. They're not allowed to practice much yeah. anyway because they've obviously got studies and there's time limits. They come to the NFL and they can't even they can't do anything. There's no off season work where you can get your offensive linemen in the trenches and just teach them and drill them. And I, I understand why because listen, that's the way of the world where they they looked after. It, I think it's a detriment to them if I'm honest. If I was an offensive lineman, I would want to be in there. Even like the the best ones who come out of college are, and some of them are amazing. But I, Quinn Nelson, when I watched them against the Patriots, just got through all the way. And he, he was dominating college football. And he's really good and he's going to be great for the Colts. But he, he, even he looks a little bit ropey at times because he just hasn't had the reps. Are we getting... Because because <coughs> college football, as you've just said there, you know, it's all about the throwing. Yeah. We're getting offensive linemen who can pass protect yeah. but aren't able to block for the run. Yeah. Now that's detrimental in its own way, isn't it? You know what I mean? Because now you're asking O-linemen to do something, and it's not only quarterbacks that are coming into this league. You need to be able to, if your O-line are all used to throwing the football, well, you're not going to get them into a running they're not used to, Or they're used to one-on-one blocks. They don't see stunts, they don't see twists, they don't see none of that. They don't, they don't, they don't see after stuff like the NFL guys throw yeah. And then you come in, and then say you, say you get drafted into the, I don't know, say you get drafted into the AFC West. And then one, here's, here's Von Miller coming at you. Mm. Oh, here's Joey Bosa coming at you. It was Cleo Mack until the Raiders decided he wasn't any good, which is, you know, probably not wise, but, but fair enough. Um, that's hard. That's really, that's really tough. You, 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 you've never seen this, and you've not allowed to be able to practice against it. Your practice time is so limited. That's what the issue. That's the main issue is that 
That's why I think you see this quick strike. There's no way you want your quarterback in the pocket for seven seconds, six no. seven. He just he just isn't gonna happen. Pass rushes are too good. Even the worst pass rushes, if you're not there in three or four seconds, you you you, you know you're in trouble, aren't you? So I think teams are terrified of getting the quarterback hurt. So it's like, well, if he's gonna if he's gonna get hurt, we need to just get the ball out as fast as look and Brady's the perfect example of it. He's adapted so well to he's not, he's got no running game really. His running game is often dump off screen passes screen passes to to White or, or whatever you Sony Michelle. So I it, that I think that that's the whole the league is where it is now for two reasons. The CBA and the rookie pay scale. They, that's what that, that makes this league. If you could practice more, I imagine scoring would probably come down a little bit because teams would run more because they wouldn't be terrified of, of, of getting no yards on a run. And then the rookie pay scale is basically let's draft all these kids and get them and get them playing to win now. And like what because you can, we can we, we can build, build the Rams with experience. We can we can pay X Y and Z. Well, so we're the Rams. We can get and Dominic and Sue in, and we can we can pay Aaron Donald, and we can get Peters, and we can get Talib, and we can go and sign Brandon Cooks. Why? Well, because Jared Goff's in and pittance. relative pittance in a couple of years time when you have to pay him. That, then that would change. I, I suppose. The Cowboys are almost a perfectly bad example of they this. Should, they should be so much better. Because they paid all the money to the O-line. I have two rookies behind them. Yeah, that O-line's not performing at anywhere near the level that it should be. For a team who have got their two best players, or arguably most important players, are on rookie wages. And Dak's on very, you know, he's a third round pick. I think yeah, he's on not much at all. Fourth round pick, yeah, he's not much. They are very, they, put, they don't have much talent. Nothing. The, the line is the line's talented, and obviously they've had injuries, which is fine. So Smith's amazing, Martin's amazing, Frederick's amazing. Other than and then obviously Zeke is fantastic. They've got Demarcus Lawrence, mm. but he's about to be a free agent, so they're, they're, they're going to have to pay him at some point. And then other than that, you're thinking, where, where's the money? Like where is it all? It's, it's all on the old line, which is fine. So then if you have money's on your old line, and this was my last topic I want to bring up, is working perfectly. Why the hell did Jason Garrett punt that ball in overtime? One yard on the other team's 42. Your your team is built for that line of Ezekiel Elliott. That's yeah. what you're built on. And you, you don't trust them. You can't trust them. When you punt that ball, what you're saying is, eh, I, I want to tie this game. Because you're not going to get the ball back. You're either giving them a field goal opportunity or you're making them... Because they, they're not going to give you it back. You know what I mean? So he, he went by kicking that ball, he's thinking I'll have a tie, and he hasn't trusted the one thing of his team that he should be trusting. I find it bizarre when you see Sean McVay, young coach, balls out Seattle, fourth down, goes for it, wins the game. The week before against the Titans, Eagles, uh, Mike Vrabel goes for it, wins the game. Even the Colts go for it, and it, it didn't work out for the Colts. And they ultimately lost, but I still think it was the right decision. But the thing is. Steve, the reason that Garrett hasn't done that is because he's had the phone call from Jerry Jones <laughs> to say not to do it. He's a terrible <laughs> he, he is the worst coach in the league, I think. He's up him and Jackson. Are, are Have you the, seen all or not <coughs> with the Cowboys? Yes, he's just, he just claps. It's really bizarre. I think he seems to think that being an accurate thrower of the ball at age 50 and having that... Like, <laughs> I think it was in the first episode where he was having that competition with Dak and you're like... Are you really trying one up the kid who's running your offense? <laughs> I mean, are you? T- that to me said backup quarterback with mental scars from being a backup quarterback. Yeah, like I, I, I'm, be- I'm, be- I'm better than you, Zach, and Dax looking. I'm going. Yeah, no, you're not. No. You never were, and you never what? will be. He doesn't call plays. 
He doesn't call it defense. He doesn't call it offense. He's there. His job apparently is to manage the team and manage the game. He's horrendous at that. Like he's really bad. How in the world he's allowed to punt that ball? He should J. Joe should sack him on that. I thought it was absolutely absurd. He has managed, uh, 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 and I know it's not just him. That you know the the Jones family and Jerry Jones in particular have managed this talent decline. In the, at, at the Cowboys, you know, a couple of years ago they were full of talent. You know, yeah, I know, and I know Witten's retired and all that, and Des Bryant had his issues with the organisation stuff. Like- Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code Program for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code Program. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Uh-huh. Romo obviously went, but that you know partly because of Dak Prescott and how good that draft class was there. But now there's it's just a complete death of talent. There's just nothing there. There's, there's no wide receivers. Cole Beasley is your best wide receiver. Tavon Austin, Alan Hearns. It's just like guys who you've kind of heard of and been with subs on your fantasy team for yeah. like bye weeks. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all they are. Right. Yeah. But they're American team. <laughs> you know, they should be. You know, they should have. If nothing else, they should have the big stars. Odell Beckham should be there. You know what I mean? Those type of just stars and pure talent should be there and paid. Like, it's absolutely mental. They've got the facility, they've got the stadium, they've got the prestige. They haven't got the, haven't got the players. Any players? Yeah, I'm with you, man. I think it's, it's a shame as well. I think, the, I, I think the league's better when Dallas are good. Yeah. I think when Dallas are good, the, the NFL's better. When they, Just a personal opinion of mine. But shall we move on to why we're idiots? I can't. I'm happy. I'm happy to go. I am happy to go with why I'm an idiot because me picks the Raiders on the road to beat the Chargers, <laughs> and I thought why the fuck they're going to run all over them, and it's oh my goodness gracious me, the Raiders are a disgrace. <laughs> they are just so bad, and I, I'm not even sure why. I, I it's hard to know why, other than the fact that, well, I do know why to an extent, because signing old players. To run your scheme tends not to work when you come up against better players. You know, it, Phil Rivers is openly mocking them. At the, did you see that at the line of scrimmage yeah, when yeah, he says yeah. like, "You're in base defense, are you? Virgil, run, run, run the seam," and it's frozen to be like he's literally caught. He's telling you you're rubbish, and then telling you what he's going to do, and then doing it. That's like we fair, fair play to Phil Rivers. That's the ultimate disrespect. I'm fine with that in a division game. The Raiders are one and four, and they look every bit a one and four team. That, that, and I was an idiot. For thinking that they had a chance against the the Chargers, who you know when you look at the Chargers record, yeah, they're three and two, but their losses are Rams and Chiefs, who might be the two wow. best teams in the league. The Chargers might be really good, 
They just be and yet we've been down on them again. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's why I'm gonna dip for the Raiders slash Chargers crap pick that I made last week. I'm gonna be an idiot this week for picking. Well, I picked the Raiders as well, so I'm an idiot for that. <laughs> I'm gonna be an idiot for actually thinking that the Atlanta Falcons are gonna do something this season. <sighs> that Pittsburgh, they're so injured. I know, th- I know they are, but they're one and four now. Yeah, they've been in some ridiculously close games. This wasn't one of them. The doors blew off, didn't they? I mean, they were just absolutely shocking. And, and maybe I'm an idiot for not thinking that the talent could get through on the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just don't... I, I don't understand either of those teams at the moment. I, 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 I get the, we I'll be honest, I get the Falcons. I think the, 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 the next man up mantra in the NFL is really good. I understand it. You know, it's like, tough. next man up, you play, you're in. You can't lose six starters on your defense. You just can't. That's just it's just impossible. The, the talent depth just isn't there for them, and that's what they've done. They're struggling up front. They're struggling. They've got no pass rush left. They've got no linebackers. I mean, but, but, the Steelers were just open all day. They've got guys who just can't cover, and they came up against Antonio Brown. And they just couldn't. But this is a. They're not exactly. They're not exactly going up against the Jaguars' defense here. Oh, you're talking offensive. Why can't they play offensively or defensively? No, both. So defensively, you're right. I think, you know, those injuries are obviously a massive thing. But they only scored, what was it, 16 points? 17 points against the Steelers. Because you didn't seem to have the ball all game. That's the problem. But they kept putting in the touchdowns. They kept giving it them back. Yeah. You know, they kept putting it in the end zone. They kept on having opportunities. They just weren't able to score. Yeah, they, they... They've been in shootouts while they've had these injuries. Brian's played quite well, hasn't he, up until that point as well. I... Their season's dead, and I don't yeah. think it's. Yeah, I think they're done, and they might get a high pick, and then they might. If they, if they get everyone healthy again, I picked them to win the Super Bowl this year, so that's my fault. I've jinxed them, but mm. why am I an idiot again? But it might not be the worst thing to have one down yet. It might not be at the end of the world as long as they keep everyone healthy and bring everyone back. They just give Julio a little sweetener, didn't they, to keep him happy? Matt Ryan signed up for the long term. I'm not long term. I think they got. I think Dan Quinn's a good coach. I'm not worried too much. They're just too injured, and so it happened to. Washington, I think, under Kirk Cousins, when he lost all his offense and they just couldn't move the ball. There's a, there's a certain point. Even my team the other day lost two receivers, and the gap between the two. So, Allison was out and Cobb was out, and we've got St. Brown playing, and it's like the talent level is just so big between four, even between three and four. That between, so if you get down to seven, eight, nine backups, you've you've got absolutely no chance. Have you? I I feel for the Falcons in that sense. But then it's the breaks. You I mean injuries happen, and you've got to kind of just play on. But I do feel really sorry for them and for the stuff the fan base because I think the season's pretty much done. But okay, I, I yeah, picking them was a, I've picking them. I'm not sure why I did that. To be honest. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I'm not sure why I did that because I, I because I don't rate the Steelers at all. No, yeah, me either. I think let me make sure I didn't pick them actually before I started laying into you. I did not pick them so far. Yeah. Wow. Um, okay, so we do pick them this week. Let's do some pick them this week. Eagles Giants you're not going to dance ah uh, I've got to dance <laughs> Chris lost 80 points Um, what should I do for me dance I could I could do a Liverpool style celebration you you, you do that okay oh god catch me legs lad no, absolutely not oh my god it's, it's a Liverpool oh. celebration there's got to be limbs everywhere okay Jesus Christ. <laughs> there you go, that's the dance. There you go, that's the dance. That's what you told me. Yeah. You're kicking your head. For a man of your age, yeah. For a man of your age, I was highly impressed. I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is happening here? Right, let's go first then. Eagles at Giants on Thursday night. 
Yeah, it's going to be the Eagles. Yeah, the Giants are a mess, I think so as well. We might look like idiots now if people watch this on Friday, but um, the books are they're at those Falcons. Books for me. <laughs> not, not twice. Not twice on the bounce. I've gone for the books as well. I just think they're going to score too many points and they're going to put up a lot of points and this could be a shootout because the books defence isn't particularly great either. But who's covering Mike Evans? Yeah. Who's covering the Sean Jackson? Who's covering the tight ends? I think we might have to be drafted in for this one. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, James coming back into a division game, you'd think, but it isn't the worst team to come up against, is it now? They've just come off a bye as well, haven't they? Yeah. So they've had two weeks to prepare for this game. Against a very injured Falcons. With Winston at the helm in those, th- in that, yeah. I, I think the books. Um, those Steelers who you don't like go on the road to face the Bengals. I think the Bengals are legitimately really good this season and I think they're going to have far too much for the Steelers on both sides of the ball. I've picked the Bengals well. Do you think this is going to be typical bloodbath Steelers-Bengals? No, only because Ravens-Steelers wasn't yeah. either. And Vontaze yeah. Perfect's back. Well then, yes. He, he might. Well then, yes. Because <laughs> if Perfect's back, he'll do something. He'll clearly, they'll get thrown on the game, and we'll be on to the next one. I, I wonder if there was a, if there's an odds some some dark bookie somewhere. I mean, which player Vontaze Perfect is going to try and decapitate? I think Antonio Brown is odds on favour. He's going to absolutely try and break his neck. Yes, he'll try. He won't get near him. No way. Oh, keep an eye out for Vance McDonald. I think he's in trouble this week. What's the over under on this? On terms of. All right, let's say who have you gone for? Bengals. Okay, how many points by? Oh, I think three, four. Okay. I think I'm quite close. I'm gonna go ten. Just a big, a big, big blow. Bengals blowout. A big Bengals blowout. There we go. Let's know you think there's gonna be a big Bengals blowout. That's <laughs> sounds like some something from your. <laughs> <laughs> that right? I have googled that. Except it says cougar. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, the, a, a Bengal. <laughs> Don't, don't Google blowout cougars. I mean, do if you want. Big cougar blowout. Put your private browser on, I think. Put your private browser and your VPN. The, those Chargers who I backed against go on the road to those Browns who we think might be good. I'm going to go with the Chargers in this one. I'm not sure. I, yeah, I think so. But I'm tempted to pick the Browns. I really am at home. I think the Chargers have just got a running game. And I think that's going to be massive. You know, Eckler and Gordon and Rivers and his weapons. Eckler's been good, hasn't he? Eckler's been really mm-hmm. good, like. And I, I just think that's going to be too much for the Browns. You know, yes, they, yes they've got a good defence. Yes, it's explosive. But, you know, having those two running backs run it down your throat and then to have the, the you know, the play action off the back of that with Phil Rivers, I think it's going to be too much for the Browns. Yeah, I'm going to go charge as well. But I think it'll be close. I think that again might be a plus minus three type. Well, they all have been. Uh, Cleveland, everyone at Cleveland's games been pretty close, much yeah, has been, hasn't it? Over so. time. Bills, <coughs> Bills off a win, go to the Texans, both two and three. So if someone's getting to three and three, I'll I'm, I'm going to go home team on this one. Yeah, two bad teams. Um, yeah, the Bills seem very up and down, don't they? So this is where they're due to be down, I suppose. Yeah, I'm going to go Texans as well. Um, the good Bears, three and one. Yeah. The Dolphins, who might be good, I'm not too sure, are three and two. I'm gonna go Dolphins at three and two. Yeah. Although the Bears do have Cohen back, don't they? Yeah. They come off a bye week as well. Yeah. So we might see some improvements from the Bears. Offensively. Offensively. And the, hang on, the Dolphins have lost the last two games on the bounce, haven't they? Yeah. Hmm. They were seventeen though up against the Bengals. Almost. Do you know what? I'm going to change and go to the Bears. I thought we had a difference thing because I've had the Bears as well. I think Cleo Mack's going to cause absolute mayhem. Tannehill, oh, I don't think Tannehill's played particularly well this year. 
and the, the Miami offense is is might be the most boring in the league. They're doing me either now. I think he's. I think Ace is a good coach. I'm sick of seeing people just throw shorts the sticks. It's just it's annoying, <laughs> and I think. I don't think this, the Bears' offense is particularly great either. Again, I know they had a great time last week when they scored, or two weeks ago when they scored all the points. But I, I think I think Cleo Max is like an MVP candidate at the moment. Yeah, yeah and I think he, I think he might wreck this game as well. Um, Cardinals at Vikings. I'll go fast and say Vikings. Yeah, it's going to be the Vikings all day, mate. I don't think the Cardinals are particularly good at all. One and four Colts um, at two and three Jets. I haven't picked this, so can you go first and convince me one way or another? I've gone Jets at home, and I think. It's more. I think they'll be able to run it on the Colts a bit. I think. I think the Colts are better than one and four yeah, show, and they've been are. quite good. But they, I mean, I don't know. I'm picking Sam Donald, which Andrew Luck, which terrifies me because I don't think I should be doing that. I think the Jets might just run on the Colts. That's why I picked the Jets. That Jets defense has had a couple of mad games, hasn't it? You know, the last game they had fucking went crazy. The first game of the season they went absolutely crazy. Yeah. The, in between, they've not been very good. Um, they're not a good team no I don't think the Colts are a good team either though I watched the Colts and enjoyed watching them for the first time last week I, I, against the Patriots on yeah. Thursday they were quite good and I really enjoyed watching and them. he had nobody to throw to I, I know exactly but that's still going to be an issue for the Colts so you know what I'm going to back the Colts I am going to back the Colts why not fair enough good luck with that um, the 2-3 and three Seahawks on the road to the 1-4 and four Raiders I'm not sure these are two very good teams either, by the way. No, I don't, I don't. I still harbour hope that Gruden can get it right at Oakland. But as each week goes by, I'm starting to think he's just a fucking dinosaur, to be honest with you. And I, I hate the visor. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. Put, put a cap on. Just, just make work. Go back to advert, advertising Corona and shit. Yeah, I know. It doesn't feel the same. No, I'm not a fan. He, he's, too, he's too good at it. Yeah. I, I was talking to you, there was just the shittest yeah, place. I need, I, need some, I, need, I need some more wood. I need, <laughs> yeah, I need some more terrible acting. Get Gruden back on the deck. And terrible announcing. Get it back in the booth as well. You might be better than Jason Witten, though. He, he definitely will be. <laughs> and it still winds me up that Witten's got that fucking thing down his back. Yeah. Although, I've got to say, I said last week about um, Bugger and it being shit. Now, I didn't actually realise that his chair moved along the sideline yeah. as well. So I now love Monday Night Football. Just watch a bugger move it along. I mean, it's ba- it's basically the greatest chair anyone's ever had. <laughs> you remember how excited I was when we saw that chair outside the NFL? Yes. In London, and I and, and I got up into it. Yeah. Imagine how excited I'd have been if that moved. And had a seatbelt. And had a seatbelt. I like bugger. I get bugger in the booth. And to be fair, I thought the conversation did flow. Last time I'm, I'm not a big fan of Witten. No. He's very boring. My issue with it was the conversation never flowed properly because he wasn't with them. Yeah. But I do f- it felt like a Skype podcast, yeah. to be honest with you. And, and you know that, like, like uh, and then there's, and then someone starts talking. But I did feel like they've overcome that last week and I, I really enjoyed them. I really and enjoyed that. Hashtag get bugger in the booth. Get well. bugger in the booth. And I'm going the Seahawks. Yeah, me too. I've gone the Panthers at Redskins, both two pretty good teams. Redskins. The Redskins just got their asses handed to them by the Saints. They, they got killed, didn't they? And, and they weren't able to get that run game going. And, you know, Peterson. I'm not sure. You got, well, Alex Smith, by the way, can I just say, I've never. He threw Peterson into an injury. Didn't yeah, he? He did. <laughs> I mean that was a bad. He, yeah. he had a, Alex Smith is another one who, who he likes his dump off, which is fine. He, he does that. He's got a habit of doing that, you know, throwing receivers into trouble. He didn't play well at all. And he, he, Smith, he, Smith was overthrowing the yeah, ball, underthrowing well the ball, not seeing you know that rookie intercepted him, and 
the, Red, the Redskins were particularly shit and you know, a mate of mine a mate of ours Ian was chatting to me about them and I was really looking forward to watching them because I hadn't seen a full game of them so far this season they, they really were disappointing they were like, good against Green Bay as well yeah and but they got the run game going yeah. and I think that's what it comes down to you, you can't get behind and maybe the Panthers aren't a side that are going to blow you out the water first couple but of possessions yeah. they, but regardless they need to do what they're good at, and what they're good at is running the football, and then they're letting that open up the passion. Who have you gone for? Smith. I have gone for the Panthers. Yeah, me too. I, again, I, I kind of like the Panthers again. Yeah, me too. Pan- Rams at Broncos, and both Rams. Rams, yeah, move on. Jags at Cowboys? Jags. Yeah, me too. It, again, Bortles is yeah, at a game, because he, he's got that in his locker. But yeah, woo-hoo, game that we do for. You know what? I've never seen a quarterback week to week who's who's... Technique changes. Usually, you've, you've either got good technique or you've got bad. Like in the middle of games, he loses his motion, he loses his foot. It's, bizarre, it's really bizarre. And it can be on just a particular drive goes and all of a sudden his feet are a mess or his arms are a mess. And it, it just, it's absolutely bizarre. But that says to me that his mechanics are naturally on good. good. And he's thinking them through. Exactly. Good. And that's the issue. Like, I, I used to play tennis, not at a very high level, but I used to play for Lancashire. And you know, I used to have a tennis coach and stuff like that, and he would try and change my mechanics. And again, this is at no level, you know, mm-hmm. compared to what these lads are doing in the NFL and stuff. But whenever I was serving my own way, the mechanics weren't right, but I was more accurate. And whenever I tried to do what the coach was telling me, I just fucked it up all the time because I was overthinking it and stuff like that. And I imagine that Tiger Woods is a great example of someone who's changed the mechanics of his swing over the last few years. And only now is he getting back into form. If you're having to think about stuff, if it doesn't come naturally to you, yeah, can go, you can, uh, can just fuck it up. I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas beat the Jags. I wouldn't. But I think Jackson's not going to win. Because I, <coughs> I can't see them scoring. I can't see Dallas scoring enough. I Yeah, I think if I said to you, Jags get sixteen points. Dallas don't win. Yeah. What's the line? What what can what do you think Dallas can score on Jacksonville? Fourteen? Ten? Fourteen, I'm thinking maybe. Fourteen, yeah. Yeah. Fourteen. But they need but they need to just feed Zeke yeah. all the time. And he's you're just running them into that massive Jags D line. So it's all the best. Um on that. I, and a completely random aside, I was going to bring it up earlier on in the show, but you reminded me again. Okay. I was playing Madden the other night okay. and one of the commentators uh who, who does the commentary on it? I forgot. Charles Davis, maybe? Yeah, it was Charles Davis. <laughs> Charles Davis. Right, and he said, I score the safety. And he said, there needs to be more than two points on a safety. And I couldn't tell you, I, I could not agree more with a fictional commentator <laughs> than that. Because it's not even worth a field goal. And how hard is it to score a fucking safety in I'm the with, NFL? Yeah, I'm with it. Let's make it four. Why not just give it the whole six? Can make it a touchdown. Yeah, why not? It's so fucking difficult to do. Why is it worth less than every other point scoring opportunity? Yeah, good answer. It's the hardest to do. Yeah. And you would get so many better punters. You would it would change the dynamic of things down there. Like, do you risk going for that field goal from fifty four yards, or do you pin them deep and try and go for a safety for six points? Yeah. Quite interesting. What do you think? I like it. I'll, I'll, I'll tweet fictional Charles Davis and let him know. No, I'm with you. It is bizarre that it's two. I've always thought I've always thought it should be at least three. It's yeah, hard to least field goal. Yeah. I hate field goals. I had, I had a conversation the other day. Wait, we we really hate field goals at the moment as well. Fucking Mason Crosby. I, my thinking is kicks. <laughs> my argument was kicks are too easy, and or, and they're having too much of an influence on the t- on games this year. They're having too much influence because all the kickers are terrible, pretty yeah, much. But true. I think. 
that if you get if you get to the halfway line, kick a field goal or whatever now, which game Gano did, for example, is that is that is that is that what you want? No, is, is that like, is that enough? Is are you rewarding someone for getting the ball to the fifty? Yeah. Where I, I so I, I wouldn't be against banning field goals. Be honest, uh, radical as it is, take keep extra points if you want. That's fine, but just don't have them. You either score a touchdown or you don't score any goal, any points at all. Maybe and sevens for safeties, why not? But yeah, I'm with you. Sixes, on. sixes, yeah. and, because you get no, it needs Six to be sorted out. And I don't think you get the points after because you get the, you get the ball back. back. Okay, so maybe it's not six that you give them. Maybe it's four or and something. Four on the ball. And four on the ball back, <laughs> innit? And who's the, is it the Denver kicker who's, who's now doing the drop drop balls? Fucking hell, mate. McManus. How, how, is it the Denver oh, kicker the who's doing it? The punter? Who's taking kickoffs in a fucking Australian style? Yeah. <laughs> is it? Is it's it? Denver, I think, yeah. And he's just whacking them through the... Mate, how fun is that? <laughs> how fun is that? Like, did you see the one the other day where he basically pinned them on the fucking two with a fucking drop ball? I think he's got them as well. You know, he's really good, uh, the Seattle punter. He's That's put, the guy I'm talking about. That's the guy I'm talking about. Oh my God, he's fucking class. Yeah, I'm with you. I love that. Let's move on. We've got, we've got sidetracked a little bit there. Ravens 3-2 and two are Titans 3-2. Ravens. I've gone Titans. Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> the 5-0 um, Chiefs at the 3-2 Patriots. Patriots. I've gone Chiefs. I don't know how they're going to stop them. If anyone can, Bill can. But until Patrick Holmes, until someone shows me, and even the other day he got he kind of got slowed up the other day, and he still put, he just unleashed Travis Kelsey. Yeah. It was like break glass. Okay, I'll just throw it to the tight end who no one can cover. Who who in the Patriots is covering Travis Kelsey over the middle? Patrick, no one. Patrick Chung, maybe it's yeah, not not really. Okay, I've got I I base this win on the fact that New England Patriots at home. Yeah, first of all, but I don't think they're as bad as everybody actually. They're not very. They they're not they're not bad. And the coach is better. Yes. And the coach has always had his number. He has. And the quarterback's better. He is. And for those four reasons, the Chiefs' defense isn't great. And yeah, I can see why. I can I can totally see it. And and also that Brady has a, <coughs> has an incredible habit of proving that he's the best in big games. Any fucking level. Step to if my yard. Got, if you've got Pat Mahomes going in there as, <laughs> as now MVP candidate for the league into Tom Brady's backyard, I'm sorry, Tom Brady wipes the floor with him. Yeah, fair enough. Because that's what he's done. And if he, and I gen, genuinely, if he doesn't, that's the first time that I can remember that Tom Brady's been ousted and will and 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 you may as well give Mahomes the MVP. <laughs> yeah, if he goes six and oh, yeah, I agree. And then the beat up 49ers travel to Green Bay to face my. The Horrendously inconsistent. My soup. I said last week they're going to the Super Bowl Packers. <laughs> they love it. We love it to get a cereal bowl. Fucking dreadful. Um, but, but yeah, I'm still going Packers. Yeah, so alive. I can't see CJ Beathard beating Aaron Rodgers until it happens. I'm going to say it won't happen. Chris, pleasure. It was a pleasure. Jeno, I hope you find the house. And again, like, like if you fancy a lad who'd like to get him bitten by Brazilian women, to so come and live with you at TD Jeno. I'm sure he's desperate. You'll do anything for for a room. We'll be back next week, hopefully, with three of us, uh, unless you've invited Janot to your house and murdered them, in which case, there will only be two of us uh, forevermore. See you later.